A lot of people want the prophetic impartation without mentoring. Others again desire to be mentored but struggle to fully embrace the impartation. Let's look into it and see. Remember, what seems crooked is most likely straight, and what seems straight is most likely crooked. Hi, welcome to my show. Today I will be covering topic 4 of season 1. So the prophetic is mentoring and impartation. 1 Kings 19 verse 16 and 19 is a few scriptures that indicate what God was instructing Elijah to do. And when Elijah uh, figured out what was going on, he became upset. Now I need to take you back into chapter 18 of 1 Kings and also earlier in chapter 19 of 1 Kings when God instructed Elijah. Now keep in mind Elijah fled after Jezebel threatened him with a voice that she will kill him and do likewise what he did to her Baal prophets. So when Elijah started fleeing into the wilderness, the Bible says he ran for 40 days and 40 nights and he left even his servant after a day's round or two. He left his servant behind and now he's pursuing and he had this vision and this focus to get himself to the mountain of God, Mount Horeb. Because he felt that if he finds himself in the very presence of God and where he believed that God is, that everything that he just did and what he did wrong or right, somehow God will eradicate it. God will remove it. God will just separate it from whatever is going on and it will not influence or somehow dictate his future with God. Now keep in mind that when Elijah fled and Elijah made his way to Mount Horeb, in the mind of Elijah, he needed God to establish him. So, so somehow, this mighty man of God, this prophet is running. But I need to bring you a background of what's transpiring in 1 Kings chapter 19, especially verse 16 and verse 19. We are speaking about mentoring and impartation. We are speaking about how the prophetic needs mentoring, how the prophetic needs impartation. And these two are running side by side, parallel to each other, knowing that God has in his infinite mind and understanding, he knew what the prophets desire eventually and what the prophets will need eventually. So when Elijah was fleeing and running into the wilderness, his mind was to go to Mount Horeb. A lot of men of God, women of God, uh, we go through some stuff in life. We face a lot of challenges, a lot of demonic activities, a lot of demonic uh, attacks on our lives, spiritual encounters that we are engaging. We encounter, we face these things, and this is there. This is a reality that we have to face in ministry. So when Elijah ran, I understand that him in his emotions and him in his mindset had to run because of the threat that came from Jezebel. For somehow, some reason, uh, difficult for us to understand why such a mighty man of God ran, but he ran and he had his reasons why he ran. However, the whole story changed. The story changed when he got hold of God in Mount Horeb. And God is the first initial question that God asked Elijah is what he is doing in the mountain. Why, why is he in the wrong, in the wrong place? Uh, because that is not where he's supposed to be. Somehow Elijah as the man of God who heard from God is in the wrong place. But in his heart he feels he's at the right place. 
uh, the assignment of God uh, has, been, has, been, has been challenged. The assignment on Elijah's life and we're supposed to be at that given time was not to be in the mountain of God. But Elijah in his mind, because of fear, because of intimidation, Elijah found himself now in Mount Oreb and God is challenging him, Elijah, what he is doing there. Now, men of God, women of God, those in the prophetic, those coming up in the prophetic, those already established in the prophetic ministry and now you're finding challenges in, in, in life I need to I need to caution you that uh, not to uh, um, just get rid of what I'm saying today but uh, sit down balance out what I'm saying so when the Lord spoke to Elijah Elijah somehow got upset to a degree he has a certain mindset how he will encounter God he has a certain mindset how he will engage with God he had a certain mindset how he and God will fellowship and talk about uh, his next level, talk about his next move, talk about what's the next uh, uh, appointment that he must do for God. And all of that might have been through going through the man of God's mind, but that's not what God wants. And many times we, we look, we, we find ourselves in a very difficult position when, with God, almost like a catch-22, whether this side or neither that side, neither up, neither down, neither sit, neither stand. And now we get in, in, embarrassed and we, we feel uh, insulted. We feel that uh, somehow God is offending us because God is not complying to what we want for our lives. Now, I'm speaking today on mentoring and I'm speaking today on, on, on impartation. I want to speak about pitfalls. I want to speak about wrong expectations. I want to speak about wrong desires when it comes to mentoring. I want to I speak about myth in, in impartation, myth in mentoring, how people have different perceptions of how mentoring and impartation uh, needs to be uh, addressed and needs to be conveyed and needs to be interacted with between the mentor and the mentee. God is giving Elijah now instructions of his next move. God is telling him who he must anoint as king. But then God is saying something profound. But he's not only saying something profound, he's so saying something challenging. He's saying something that will upset even deeper measure the spirit and the, and the soul of Elijah. God is telling him to anoint Elisha. And God speaks now this word over Elijah as the prophet. And God says, I want you to anoint him. Now, the, the issue is not to anoint Elisha. The issue is that God is telling Elijah, you need to anoint Elisha in your place, in your stead. In other words, what God is telling Elijah, that Elisha will take over by you because you're your calling. Your, your, your assignments, uh, what, I've, what I've called you for, your purpose is slowly coming to uh, fulfillment. It's slowly coming to an end. Now, it could be because Eliza ran. It could be because Eliza had fear. It could be because Eliza failed God. We can have a lot of reasons why God said to Elijah what he said. He is replacing now Elijah. What we need to know as prophets, what we need to know as upcoming prophets, what we need to know of people that are prophetic, we as those called by God, we are replaceable. And a lot of times people has this understanding and this mindset and somehow the self-righteous behavior and, and understanding of the Godhead and how our ministry works. And they feel and think 
and uh, that they are not replaceable but i need to shock some people i need to i need to wake some people up today my brother my sister man of god woman of god we are replaceable now i know this already people listening to me and some are saying are you telling me the grace of god is not there yes the grace of God is there. But what we must also understand that God's a fair God. God's a just God. If we say yes to what God wants to do through our lives, and we say, Lord, that I will follow you wherever you direct me, whatever you instruct me, I will obey, then we cannot, uh, when things go difficult, all of a sudden we want to cancel. Let me back up a bit. Sometimes we, we must certain very crucial, important, very dynamic keys and components and the reason why we must very powerful components in the kingdom we must sometimes because there was no real mentoring no real uh, impartation to steer us in the direction where god wanted us to be this is where a lot of men of god and women of god sometimes this is the major key where we make mistakes because somehow we slipped up in mentoring. Somehow we walked away from pure and good mentoring. Somehow we didn't embrace the impartation the way God instructed the impartation to come to us. Now, I don't want us to be confused today. There's nothing wrong in asking God for the gift. And the Bible says that God will give us the desires of our heart. Do you know and do you realize there's a lot of people in the kingdom of God that received the gift from the Lord and he blessed people and he genuinely blessed them. He even blessed them on the basis of God will give you the desires of your heart. And somehow you desire it and somehow you desire it. And man, you desire to such a level that God just blessed you. And when he blessed you, the blessing was given. You also know that God has blessed you. You sense your life has changed. You sense that God has uh, imparted to you the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, the gift of healing, and, uh, and the laying on of hands, and the gift of prophecy, and the gift of speaking in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And then you even realize that God has blessed you with the gift of, pro of prophecy. Now you realize that the Lord is going to use you. But your character, there's some stains on your character. The reason you have stains on your character for some reason, you are not submitting under those who imparted to you. You are not committed to those who imparted to you. There's no real relationship between you and the individuals uh, or the elders or the leadership or the prophet or the prophetess, whoever has laid hands on you and imparted these gifts to you. You have no real relationship. Some of you, you, you cut ties with these uh, individuals and now you're not having any pure and no engagement with them and you are feeling that God has called you and now you got the gift. On the other hand, you have uh, the impartation. But when God instructed you or God brought people alongside to you that must mentor you and somehow people approach you and they said, brother, you need mentoring. Uh, my sister, you need some mentoring. And now they, they're engaging. Now they, they're coming closer to you in order to steer you in the right direction. You, you, you brush it off and you walk away and you say you have no interest to be mentored. God, the Holy Spirit can direct you. Of course, the Holy Spirit can direct you. Of course, the Holy Spirit can grow you. Of course, the Holy Spirit can, 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 can make you strong and uh, anoint you for purpose. What I'm saying is there are times where we have to embrace people that are more matured, people that are more seasoned, people that came through where we are still about to go through. These people got wisdom. These people got insight and direction, and they know how to guide. And many times you also feel in your spirit that uh, you need mentoring. But people will speak against this one 
one people may decline on that one and there's so many things going around in the kingdom and whenever God directs us it doesn't matter what the world says about the individual that must mentor you if the Holy Spirit prompts you to get yourself to a mentor doesn't matter who the mentor is the mentor is not qualified in the eyes of God of how much money is how wealthy is where he stays what he's driving a mentor is not qualified by God of how influential he is how eloquent he is by speech no a mentor is qualified by God because God knows the condition of the heart God knows the intentions of the heart God knows whatever is the desires of the mentor's heart and God also knows what he has deposited in the mentor's life in order for, for the same mentor now to deposit into your life and my life. So the impartation that the mentor carries is the impartation that God wants the mentor to give to us as mentees. So God in his infinite mind that can look from the past, in the present, in the future, God will assign somebody for your life, to your life, to your ministry, for your ministry, to mentor you and mentor me and mentor us. So we need to embrace the mentors that God can bring to our lives. Now don't get confused. A lot of people are confused when it comes to mentoring and when it comes to fathering or mothering. Now Paul speaks to Timothy and says, listen, you can have one father and many mentors. What he's saying, if you have a lot of mentors, keep in mind you only have one father, but that birthed you. And the reason for that is the father has the ultimate saying into your life as a spiritual covering, as a spiritual director. But mentors God assigned to bring things into your life, speak into your life, areas and uh, uh, places where the spiritual father, spiritual covering, spiritual mother cannot touch at that point in time or might not have the expertise at that time, might not have the knowledge at that time. And because of that, God will bring and assign mentors into your life and into my life in order to steer us. So when God sent Elijah to Eliza, I'm telling you, there were some issues right in the beginning. So when Elijah got hold of Elijah and he saw him, the Bible says that he threw his mantle on him. And when he threw his mantle on him, something happened. Elijah still wanted to go kiss his mom and dad and say goodbye. Elijah being grumpy and Elijah not being happy. Elijah uh, just had his way of speaking to Elijah. What is I to do with you? Why are you here in the first place? I, I, it's not my mind. You are not my first choice, by the way. But Elijah was God's choice. And many times uh, when, when mentors and mentees get together, there might be some issues. Now, I'm going to speak quickly about mentoring in a nutshell. Mentoring in a nutshell is the mentor's active availability. Is the availability of the mentor, but it's an active availability of the mentor. Is the mentor that's spot on. Is the mentor that's there for you. You cannot expect availability of a mentor that you don't see as a mentor. You cannot expect an active availability of a mentor that you don't value as a mentor. And I'm going to speak about other areas uh, just in, in, a, in a short while. Why I'm saying what I'm saying. So if you desire your mentor to be actively involved in your life and be actively available to, in your life, then there are certain requirements. There are certain prerequisites 
there are certain areas that both you and your mentor or both you as a mentor and your mentee must put on the table. There must be a clear communication of the expectation of both the mentor and the mentee. So when we speak about a mentor coming into your life, people need to understand that the mentor come in and the mentor is active available. When we speak about mentoring, you must understand each on the mentor's terms. A lot of mentees want the mentor to speak into their lives on their terms. But the mentor comes in his term or her term into your life, especially because you're the one that needs guidance. You're the one that needs direction. And because the mentee desires the guidance, the wisdom, the knowledge, the expertise of the mentor, you need to submit to what the mentor put down on the table of him or her being active, available for you as an individual or a mentor coming. Also keep in mind that the mentor has the ability to make balanced analysis of what is conveyed, which means the mentor has the expertise, the experience to analyze stuff in your life, to open up stuff that's uh, been hidden, to, to bring clarity to certain things that has been in the dark that you're not sure about. That is the position of the mentor coming, into you as, uh, coming to you as a mentee. Also what we must understand that there must be final expectation or final expectations coming from both sides, the mentor and the mentee, which must be put on the table of discussion. And many times uh, when people have this kind of relationship, uh, I've seen over the years that the mentee wants to dictate how this relationship should go. As a matter of fact, I want to speak to everyone that is mentor. You have to submit to the mentor's decision. You have to submit what is the requirements of the mentor. What is, is the desire of the mentor? What times will you come together? What days will you come together? What's the best uh, uh, moments for, for you guys to speak? Uh, what can you speak? How far can you speak? All of that will be put on the table, which the mentee have to understand because now you are tapping into the time, the energy, the strength, the anointing, the wisdom, the knowledge, the discernment, the warfare skills of the mentor in order to steer you as the mentee in the right direction. What I've also seen over the years uh, through my experience is that Many times, the relationship are between the mentor and the mentee can start off, uh, off uh, rough. It can have a bumpy start. And because of the bumpy start and because of the rough start, that both mentor and mentee can, uh, mentee can feel that this is not of God. This cannot be of God. Let me take you back to 1 Kings chapter 19. The start of Elijah and Elijah was not smooth. As a matter of fact, uh, one can pick up that Eliza was uh, but grumpy. One can pick up that Eliza was not so happy about uh, uh, putting, uh, laying hands or impart his, his giftings, his calling, uh, so to speak, and Eliza as an upcoming a new one. Uh, nobody knew about Eliza. All of a sudden, Eliza's name is important. All of a sudden, God is steering the mentor to the mentee. And many a times, uh, God might direct a mentor to the mentee's uh, 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 life and ministry, whether the mentee is ready or not, whether the mentor is ready or not. 
uh, but it's God's instruction. So when God, uh, this, in this, this portion you can read, God is sending Elijah to Elisha. So which means the mentor is now coming to the mentee. And when the mentor is coming to the mentee, all of a sudden there's an issue. The issue at hand now is Elijah doesn't want to do it. Elijah doesn't want a replacement. Elijah feels that this assignment is not finished. Elijah might feel that this is not right. Elijah might have had all kinds of uh, struggles within, but God has already concluded in his instructions of Elijah to lay hands on Elisha in order for Elijah to be the new prophet uh, that's coming up. So here now Elijah is coming and Elijah is seeing Elisha plowing in the field. Throwing his, his gown, his cloak to Elisha uh, uh, in order as a sign of impartation. You have been elected. You have been selected. You have been called of God and you must follow. There wasn't a lot of words uh, exchanged. Now, because there wasn't a lot of words exchanged, I come to this conclusion that somehow Elisha was aware. Somehow Elisha was aware of the calling of God in his life. Somehow Elisha was expecting that someday, somehow, God will make a turn and God will bring him into his rightful place as an upcoming prophet or as a prophet. Elisha was possibly not ready for the day when and how it happened. So when Elijah came, he was doing what he was doing all along. But now his life is about to change and his life is about to change rapidly. So when Elijah do the impartation thing and, and threw the, the, the cloak over his life and Elijah's imparted, now Elijah realized something is changing. Elijah wants to now negotiate the terms. He want to put a, negotiate the terms of departure, the terms of following, the terms how he should follow, the terms what he needs to do. Elijah again on the other hand has no time for this. He is on assignment. He needs to go, 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 go anoint. He needs to finish what God has instructed him to finish. So Elijah is walking. Elijah, Elijah is doing what he's, he's supposed to do. Uh, whether he's grumpy, whether he's upset, whether he's struggling with the whole fact of Elijah, that's not in the equation now. Elijah is doing what he's doing. Elijah must now adjust himself. And the Bible says, after he's done what he's done, Elijah is still walking. He now needs to catch up with the, with the mentor. He must catch up now with the one that did impartation. He must catch up now for, for to the one that must now train him in the, in, in the direction that they must go. Discipline him, uh, uh, bring him to fulfillment uh, that God desires from him uh, as Elijah. So Elijah is going to do what he's doing. Elijah must also comply now. Now this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you can see what I mean. The, the start of between Elijah and Elijah was bumpy. It was not, it was rough. It was not smooth. Uh, the mentor and the mentor clashed from the word go and it was not smooth. And because of that, we have to understand that does not mean that God is not endorsing. That does not mean that God is not approving it. That does not mean that God doesn't have his blessing on it. No, what it means is the mentor has his moment. The mentee as his or her moment. And because both parties had their own uh, unique moments, it didn't start off well. Now, whether it starts off well, there's no business to God. All that God knows, I spoke to you, Elijah. Now, many times God will bring a mentor into our lives that we are not ready. We're not ready for the impartation. We're not ready for the mentoring that comes to us. There's a lack of willingness and there's a lack of compliance. 
uh, for the journey ahead. Uh, the mentor uh, knows it's going to take time. The mentor also knows it's going to need compliance. The mentor need, also knows it's going to take anointing. It's going to take energy. It's going to take strength. Uh, and all that, the, uh, the mentor calculate the cost. And I need mentees to understand that when a mentor come into your life, whether it's you asking him to mentor you or, or her to mentor you, whether it's the mentor approaching you and asking you uh, to mentor you because uh, of the instruction that God has placed on the mentee, the mentor's heart, uh, he approached you, uh, whether it comes from the mentor, whether it comes from you, there needs to be a willingness. There needs to be a willingness and there needs to be a compliance. There needs to be uh, uh, not only a compliance, but there needs to be that area where you just know I'm doing it for God. I'm submitting because of God. I'm obeying because of God. I'm obeying it whether my flesh is not uh, sitting well. I'm, I'm complying because whether my flesh is not okay with this. And I don't like the one I must men mentor. I don't like the mentor that God is sending into my life, says the mentee. And whichever way you reason, one must just come to a conclusion, God is in it. We, if we realize and when we realize that God is in it, we have to submit to the direction of God. And the journey ahead is not easy. Uh, even earlier in chapter 18, coming into chapter 19, when Elijah in the wilderness under the tree is falling asleep and uh, uh, he's tired and he's, he's scared and all of this is happening. And when he's lying there, the Bible says the angel of the Lord woke him up more than once in order to instruct him that Elijah the journey ahead is long and you need to eat and you need to strengthen yourself and somehow if you want to use this it's like the angel was, was comforting Elijah and the angel was strengthening Elijah directing Elijah guiding Elijah feeding Elijah and, and bringing him what he needs for the journey as if the angel was a kind of mentor at the stage a short-term mentor in the life of Elijah just to direct him where he's supposed to go Many times we meet uh, mentors and mentees that we don't agree with. We don't really want to do certain things and really want to connect. But that is God. God's in it and we have to obey the instructions of the Lord. Many times we can encounter a lack of complete trust and mutual respect for each other. As I said before, and because there's a lack of mutual respect, we can't find this journey uh, enjoyable. We don't find the journey uh, uh, endurable because there's no trust. And the very first thing that we as mentors and mentees must get along is uh, getting along on the basis of trust. Uh, having a trust and base our trust in God, base our trust in Christ. And many times when I, when God has directed me to mentor people and mentor individuals, I, I depend on the strength of the Lord. I, I depend and the strength of the Holy Spirit's uh, uh, guidance and knowledge and wisdom in order for me to bring this uh, journey of mentoring and mentee and mentoring and impartation to a place of understanding and a place of mutual happiness and a place of mutual enjoyment. And that is what I need us to understand that unless we submit to God, we cannot enjoy the journey of the Lord. What I also need to, 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 to bring clarity on 
for everyone that's listening today, we must set boundaries for this journey ahead. And not only setting boundaries, but we must maintain the boundaries set. Whether the boundaries come from the mentee, whether the boundary is set from coming from the, from the mentor, is at the expectations by the table of expectation of the journey ahead, that we must put our boundaries down. If no boundaries is set, I can tell you now, the expectation that is set for the outcome of this relationship will, will not be nice, will not be well, will not be healthy because uh, boundaries that have been set has been violated. Also, what we have to understand, the expectation for the mentor to become a sounding board for the problems of the mentee that must uh, be addressed from the word go. The mentor is not your sounding board for your problems. No, it's not about your problems. It's not about come to complain to the mentor. No, you need to let the mentor understand what you desire. What would you like to see in ministry? What would you like to see in your life? What would you like to see in your marriage? What would you like to see in ministry in general? What would you like to see in business? What would you like to see your expectation? And the mentor will guide, direct you by the Holy Spirit and by the wisdom that's already in him. And by the knowledge that is gained over years through his experience, he will guide you. But the mentor is not a sounding board for your problem. You cannot come to the mentor day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, but we year in and year out just complaining about the problems that you have. That is unfair. That is not the way it should go. That is not the type of relationship that's supposed to be between a mentor and a mentee. Anyone that encounters problems must work through their own problems. You must face your problems and work through your problems. You must trust the Holy Spirit guidance to take you through your problems and give you wisdom and understanding how to overcome your problems. The responsibility of your mentor is to guide you directly by the outcome of your situation that you're in. It comes from you. He will guide you in order for you to understand, okay, I must make that decision. I must take that path. I must take that direction and that's how my life should be so the mentor by the wisdom of the lord will direct you will guide you will nudge you will steer you but ultimately in your situation where there's problems where there is just uh, uh, struggles and things that you're facing the, the mentee must make the final decision in this area the expectation uh, that the mentor must solve the mentee's problems. Now, I said earlier that the mentee cannot expect that the, the mentor must be a sounding board just for the mentor just to sit down and listen to all the complaints and the problems of the, of coming from the mentee. That's one. Number two, it's not expected from the mentor to solve the mentee's problem. The mentee must solve his or her problems by himself, herself, by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The mentor will listen to certain things, but the mentor is not there to solve the mentee's problems. 